Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers. One a a minute at a time. I didn't want to steal your joke. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 24, which starts with uh, the two children, Aethane and Freyda, riding away and ends with Aemir saying he's alive and then like it jump cutting to him on his horse with Theodred, unconscious. Uh, on the horse as well so most of this minute uh all the stuff at the river is a new scene for the extended yes because and this is our first look in the extended edition of the movie at the men of rohan yes and it's a good one it i am obsessed with his armor it, it it's gorgeous it's so pretty uh it, it is it is a beautiful piece of work uh, Theodred's armor is very similar, although you don't get a very good look at it. Yeah. Uh, it's a very similar, it, it's the same sort of style, but it's black and gold instead of like this, uh, this reddened leather and earth tones that Amor is wearing. Yeah. And I think the earth tones look a lot better. Well, I was looking up some information about Amor and Theodred, but mostly Amor because Amor is the one that's alive. Spoilers. Um. <laughs> Theodred's alive. They say it in this minute. Yeah. He's alive. <laughs> so, Aomer was orphaned. Aomer and Aowen were orphaned uh, when Aomer was like 11 or 12 years old. And then they were both adopted by the king. Um, like, literally, like, legally, like, okay, these are my kids now. And that's, that's why later uh, they say Aowen is a, a niece that should have been loved like a daughter. Yeah. That's why Theoden says that later in the movie, right? Yeah. And so they're pretty young. And Theodred, at least here, appears to be around the same age or even younger. So I looked up when in the book they were all born. But Theodred is actually 12 years older than Aemir. Mm. So I figured they, like, grew up together and stuff. But he was already, like... Like, Theodred was, like, 23, 24 when these kids came mm. to live with them. But, like, Aomer and Theodred were very close, and they were, like, brothers anyway, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, he probably, you know, looked after them when they were very young before they're, they were orphaned. Yeah. He's their cousin, and he's, you know, old older enough compared to them that he can watch them when they're, like, five or six. Right. You know? But that's, like, enough of an age gap where it's, like, uh, it's difficult to... Be, be close you know? i mean certainly in today's society but like in a more medieval society you have a lot less like generational divides culturally it might be a lot easier to relate regardless of age there's a lot less like because the biggest thing that creates cultural divides like generational divides is the advancement of technology mm -hmm. you don't really have that problem in medieval <laughs> eras yeah that's true but even though like because is 12 years a generation I don't. I never know how they figure out like Generation X. It's it's all over the place. Okay. Uh, no one can agree. That's okay. that's the long and short of that. All right. Legit. A generation is anywhere from like ten to twenty years. No one really agrees all the time on what they are. Mm -hmm. 
baby boomers are largely considered uh, for like the 15 years after World War II. Yeah. Sometimes a little longer than that, like 20-ish. Uh, their generation is considered to be so such a wide gap because it has to do with just the when the population boom slowed down again. So it really should be two generations for baby boomers, but they're usually lumped into one. Okay. So there, there's a little piece of that for you. Yeah. Um, like anyone born after the year 2000 is definitely not a millennial. Right. They're the Tide Pod generation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? Generation Z? Yeah. Gen- or or like the, the I generation. generation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, millennials. Oh, millennials. 90s uh, kid humor is millennial yeah. humor. Um, right. But yeah, Amber's armor is beautiful. Yes. Amber's armor is very beautiful. It is, it is layered and complex in a way that no one else's armor that you really get to look at is. Like, Boromir's armor is gorgeous. And so is like Faramir's. But, but, but in like a luxurious way. In like way. a luxurious, like practical sort of way. This is practical, but also like... I don't know. It's I love the like the spiral pattern on the It almost looks like an eye with the circle in the middle and then the patterns around it. Yeah. Um and like wind blowing around something like with the spirals. Yeah. And then pretty much everyone else is wearing like uh like scales, yeah. like scale mail. I'm not I'm not 100% sure what to call the kind of armor uh Amor is wearing. Uh, Cuz he's wearing a chain shirt. It's leather. It looks like leather. Yeah, no, it with definitely With chain looks, underneath yeah. it. Yeah. It looks like elaborate, like, embossed. Because, like, the, um, or not embossed, but, like, the swirls on his armor look metallic. Yeah, like, filigree is what you would call that on metal? Right, but I think you like, would call it embossed on leather. I'm not sure. I thought sure. embossing leather is, like, pounding the imprint into it. Mm. I mean, you'd have to do that to make the imprint to paint, but I don't know what you would... They're decorative. They're, yeah. they're decorative. Yeah. Uh. Oh, oh! the reason I was talking about Theodred is because Theodred is the second, like, his official title is, like, the Prince of Rohan. But, like, he's the second marshal, and Aomer is the third marshal. So, so is the first marshal the king? Probably. So I think the reason their armor is so similar is because they have, like, a very similar rank. Mm. Like, Aomer is Theodred's, like, immediate... Um, commander, not commander, but like like Theodred is Aomer's. Yeah, he's his superior. Superior. He's commanding officer. Yeah. And then Theoden sits on top. Like Theodred commands a like a, a group of men, and Aomer also commands a group of men. Mm. And a, ostensibly, the group of men that Theodred commands uh, are all dead on the, the riverside. Cer- most of them certainly are. Or apparently kidnapped, which is so terrible. Possibly. Okay, but this this scene is why I'm questioning why, because there's a lot of bodies. If they only needed dead people, yeah, they must need living men. Yeah, which is horrifying. Yes, it's. I don't know if it's I don't know more what's worse. or less. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's worse. Do we need live people or dead people for these experiments? Right. I don't know if I want to know the answer. A bit of both. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> that armor is just so beautiful. It is really pretty. It. I love the... And it looks completely practical. Like, it is it is a piece of art in its own right, in a way most of the other armor in the movies isn't, except for Haldir's. Haldir's armor is also 
beautiful. I don't want to talk about Aldir. But it also looks so practical and beautiful. Yeah. Like, Haldir's armor is beautiful in an el- like distinctly elvish warfare kind of way. Mm. This is beautiful in, like, a distinctly Rohan sensibility. Right. Like, it looks so, like, Celtic it's, it's very, and like, practical. It's very, like, masculine. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Like, like um, we're 18 seconds into the minute and we have it paused. He's, like, holding the spear, leaning slightly out on the horse. Right. And, like, the guy to the right of him has the leather like scale mail like it, it looks like a scale pattern and like that is practical and like covers the body but it's nothing like what Amer's got on right because you can also see like when he moves around that the the hauberk that he has on underneath all this leather he has another set of like quilting underneath it but everything is really well articulated this is a very advanced set of armor compared to pretty much what everyone else is wearing yeah uh which is in keeping with the idea that he's you know of a higher rank they put more time into his armor like yeah he's like a general right and his his up not just like the core of his body is protected but his shoulders are also extra protected which is great when you're on a horse and might be charging at someone who is also on a horse right because protecting your arms makes sure that you can joust properly. Right. Or like you don't get you don't take like an arrow to the shoulder or something. Because right. while I, not life threatening would suck. I am I'm not hundred percent sure what to call this, but it's um the inter interlocking plates of leather, I know uh, I don't know if it applies to like all armor in general, but I know in regards to like Japanese armor it's called lamellar. Hmm. Uh, interlocking plates that are layered over each other like this. I'm not sure if that's a phrase you would use for for like Western, Western armors armor, too. Western armor, yeah. But it definitely it looks like leather. It doesn't look like metal. Yeah. And it needs to be lightweight because he's a horseman. Right. Right. Some of these other soldiers, like they're wearing a metal scale mail, and their armor looks like it's probably heavier than hammers. I don't think it's metal though. It looks like leather as well. Mm. I'm pretty me. sure that these guys that have like the scale pattern because of how freely they are, the scales are kind of moving around. Yeah. Are metal, and they're also wearing chain shirts too. Most of them, mm. like uh. Chainmail seems to be a lot of the armor Rohan has. Yeah. And chainmail is actually really heavy. Right. But uh, it makes no sense to wear, like, plate. also the full plate. Yeah. Even though medieval European, well, not medieval European, like, uh, end of medieval times, leading in, like, just before and leading in the Renaissance, like, knights wore heavy plate. Although that was largely for show and not really a practical battle thing, from right. my understanding. But, like, they've been riding for, like, days. Yeah. So if you're trying to be quick about it also you want like, to be like protected but not encumbered we're gonna see uh we will see amer's helmet eventually and the design at the top edge of his saddle kind of matches the bridge of the nose of his helmet oh yeah that's cool so like his some of his the aesthetic of his horse's armor matches the aesthetic of his armor mm-hmm. it's another little detail uh and he's also wearing you'll you, a little later in this minute from like where we had it paused He's wearing, like, a relatively long quilted skirt underneath the chain that the chain. he's wearing. Well, yeah, because you don't put chain over bare skin. That's madness. Yeah, that's definitely metal scale mail that a lot of these guys are wearing. Okay. Quote-unquote metal. Quote-unquote metal. Um, okay, so we were just watching this. Is that, like, a piece of caution tape? I think that's part of a banner. Okay, so, like, 30 seconds into the minute. Yeah, like, 30 seconds into the minute. Uh, yeah, I think that's the remnants of one of those green and gold Rohan banners. Okay. It just looks, because you don't see it for very long, and when the camera pans over it, it looks like yellow and black instead of yellow and green. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the lighting's kind of dim and odd in this scene. 
It's rainy. I was like, oh god, is that caution tape? Did this is just... some of the this is some of the better looking movie rain they did in the movies. Yeah. Uh, probably because it's in a relatively open space. Right. And it's not like pouring in buckets. Right. Very obviously, like studio rain, I guess. Yeah. I guess it just depends on movie rain. But yeah, no, there's a lot of bodies here. It's really sad. Mm. It is really sad. Uh, all the horses are sculptures. That guy that um, 38, 37 seconds in, um, the one that this guy turns over, it's like, Mordor will pay for this. That yeah. guy. He had similar armor to what Aomer's got, so maybe he was like a lieutenant or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's definitely because he's got like the, the shoulder pads, you know, yeah. the shoulder. It's definitely an officer armor. Yeah. Because uh, a conscripted army or like a medieval army like this, whatever ar- whatever armor they're wearing is armor that they own. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have been armor that they would have had made like. With some of their pay. Like, that's the way that this was generally done. The pe- the people that joined the army paid for their own armor. So okay. the more money you had when you were conscripted or the more time you had, or if you were a craftsman yourself, the better armor, the better you, armor you would have. Oh, my God. Thus increasing your chances of survival. Th- thus increasing your chances of survival. Spending your money on armor was a good idea. Dude, if, like, if Aethane's dad is, like, a peasant and he's, like, in this group of people, dude's dead. Like, right. <laughs> like, like your average peasant conscripts in, like, medieval times wore, like, chain. thick, heavy, quilted armor. That's so sad. Which would which is enough to stop them from getting gutted by a slash of a sword, but not so much to stop stabbing or... Or arrows. Or, uh, you'd stop arrows, but I don't think it was. Okay. Um, you could stop arrows with, like, two inches of paper. Oh, yeah. There was that Mythbusters. There was a Mythbusters thing <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, like, two inches of paper was enough to stop, uh, a, like, a short bow or a... Or not a Welsh longbow, as they were like some of those more intense ones. But not in like a crossbow. Times. But like a crossbow. Crossbows are, uh, you know, the the Vatican banned crossbows because a crossbow could puncture plate armor. Hmm. And they didn't like the idea of peasants having weapons that could kill knights. Because classism. Because classism. <laughs> but the crossbow never really had its day in the sun because guns came around pretty quickly after the invention of the crossbow. But um, do, do some of these orcs have crossbows or is it just i don't remember if they do i think some of them do we see machinery among some of the like they have gears and pulleys and levers right like they understand that so i would assume there are there are crossbows here because they have ballista some of the oh yeah some of the um the arrows like the fletching of the arrows because all the arrows look orcish yeah at least from that wide shot of all the bodies in the river right like and then the orcs have like, like the yellow fletched arrows in them Right. Which are the Rohan ones. Well, no, the yellow flesh are the elvish ones that um, Legolas has. Are they? Yeah. Well, some of these orcs look like they have yellow fletched arrows. Okay. But, like, a lot of them look like the gross... Black tar feathers. Yeah, Urukai arrows that we talked at length about Mm. last time. Yeah. God, I love his armor. He looks so good in it. He does. He wears it very well. You know, Carl Urban is an actor I could have seen under different circumstances playing Aragorn. You don't think he was too young to play Aragorn? No, I don't really think so. Like, I don't think it would take much to make him look right. Like, he has, he carries himself well. I think he would have done well in, a, in like, the Aragorn role or the Boromir role. I think Carl Urban could have pulled off no, either of those. No, I don't want to see him die. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, like, Carl Urban could have done well in either of the other, like, major dude role, like, the other major, like, noble blood roles in this mm-hmm. movie. He would have fit, he would have fit right in. You would have done well. You could shuffle. You could have. You could shuffle around pretty much anyone in this movie that played one of the, like the four guys of noble blood. 
and that you see Faramir, Boromir, Aragorn, and uh, Amr. You can kind of shuffle those guys around. They all would have done well in each other's roles, I think. I, I don't know. It's like every time you talk about like role shuffling, I guess, like this is so like he is Amr in my brain, you yeah. know? Because this is the first thing I saw him in, right. so now he's—it's every time I see right. him. It's in first a thing, thing I—it's first thing I remember seeing him in. Like every time I see him in something else, it's just like, oh, it's hey, it's Aomer. Yeah, like, so like, oh, hey, yeah. Like, like in Thor three, it's like, ah, oh, it's Aomer. I remember. I remember when I saw <laughs> Aomer and Galadriel. <laughs> I remember when I saw uh, the first that that first JJ Abrams Star Trek movie. Yeah, and I was just like, he looks really familiar. Oh no, I was just like, oh my god, it's Aomer. <laughs> I like because I hadn't seen him in anything in so long, and I'm just like, why does he look so? Familiar? Who is that? Who is Carl Urban? Oh my, he's Amber. <laughs> Honestly, he in space. The way he says, the way he delivers that monologue about space diseases. Yeah. Like his voice is super similar. And I'm just like, oh, that's Amber. That's awesome. It's like, you know, space is unforgiving. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that like, that's the most memorable moment for me in that whole movie. Oh, uh, he's my favorite part. He's so good. I love this. Uh, um, like, when he kicks over the orc and he's just like disgusted and it's just like that power shot from below. He has such a good like disgusted face. Oh my god. He's really attractive in the armor. Like he's attractive, but like just attractive with a capital A. Yeah. I don't know. I'm into it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, he's got like the the skirt and the chain. Yeah. High boots. Yeah, I can see what you say about Theodred's armor. It's Theodred's armor is probably not black and gold. It's probably like dark green, because that's the colors, yeah. right? Yeah, it looks black and gold, which you know is a good color scheme. But like earth tones make more sense to me for Rohan in general. Right, but if you're like the prince, you gotta stand out. Right, that guy's important. Yeah, that guy's real important. And now he's dead. Well, yeah. actually, he's alive. But... Very nearly dead. <laughs> Almost dead. Not dead yet. <laughs> Not dead yet. He's close, though. His sword is still strapped to his back. You ever notice that? Is it? Yeah. He, like, died. Before he even drew his sword. That's so sad. Like, this was an ambush. Yeah. That sucks to be Theodrin. Like, Carl Urban's face, right before he says he's alive, is just, like, really concerned. But the guy next to him looks horrified. Yeah, that's his crown prince. Yeah. Like, but he, he doesn't look, like, sad. He just looks scared. Yeah. He's just like, oh, oh, no. Are there still orcs around? Right. This is the guy that was just like, Mordor will pay for this. And then he sees Theodrin and he's No, just that's like, the My Lord Amor over oh. here. Mm. It looks know, like the same guy to me. Like his face. <laughs> They're both bearded. Both bearded and they have similar helmets on. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the same well, guy? Well, maybe. It might be, actually. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he's got the little horse um, yeah. thing sticking out of his helmet like a unicorn. Yeah. The horse head unicorn man. <laughs> horse head unicorn man? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. A little think... unicorn horn on his horse his his helmet is a horse head. So yeah, it is. His little his little the ornament on his, yeah. on his helmet. There's a specific name for that, but I don't remember what it's called. The crest. It's the crest of the helmet. No, the crest would be like um what crest... Aomer's got on yeah, his, his helmet. Yeah, the, the hair. Yeah. Um There's a there's a special name for like the decorative like plumage Bit. you see on top of helmets. There's a very specific name for it, but I can't I'm remember. I'm sure what there it is. is. Uh, usually seen on like heraldry there's the the knight helmet sitting on top of the shield and it has like the full like crazy plumage thing on it yeah um like uh because it hung on it hangs on the wall of my parents house the 
the heraldry that my dad has from our family from forever ago. Mm. Like that that piece of decorative stuff on the top of the helmet on the crest is like a phoenix. That's cool. Uh, and it's and I guess like knights sometimes actually wore like really crazy ceremonial things on top of their heads. All these like feathers well, it's and like tassels. Intimidating. Like, but like only for like big show. ceremonies yeah. and like show and stuff. Yeah. At like festivals or something. Right. It's just like, all right, sure, why not? But yeah, this is our introduction to Rohan in the extended edition. Yeah. It's like, we're going to meet the horse lords now. Look at all these dead horses. Right? Well, I like the juxtaposition of the line, Rohan, my lord, is ready to fall. And then, like, the crown prince is, like, almost dead. Right. Like, it's really, it's a really good segue into, like, the state of Rohan. Yeah. Like, we see the village burning, and then we see the aftermath of, like, an actual battle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all these horses are, like, carved polystyrene, you know, because you can't get a horse to lay down like that and stay still. Right. Um, oh, the dead horses, you mean? Yeah, Not all, like all the, the dead horses the here. Ones. All, the, all the horses are I was are like, wow, that's robots. impressive. <laughs> all the horses are robots. Um, Robot horses. Right? Robo equines. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, so the, the reason that this whole scene is cut has to do with one line and test audiences getting confused. When Amor says, find the, the king's, king's son. son. Yeah. And then test audience is being like, well, Aragorn's the king's son. No, no, he's not. <laughs> like, people were, like, confused about, like, what's going on here. Like, test audiences are confused because, like, Aragorn is, like, going to be king. Like, he's the descendant of, of kings. He's going to be royalty. And, like, yeah. so this is, like, confused people that haven't read the books. But there's they have like no more idea about like one king. Yeah, but they don't know that. Like people who've never read these stories like, have no Aragorn familiar with them. Aragorn is the king of Gondor. Like he specifically says, like Gondor. This is right. Rohan. Right. So this this all got cut over just test audiences like being lost by this whole situation. All right. That's that's what like that's what some of the production guys say in the commentary. But this this confused test audiences. So ultimately, they just cut it, uh, and they just introduced all the same. Stuff that we see kind of here in the extended edition, just in that conversation with Wormtongue. You know, they establish that Theodred right. is dying, that, you know, your son is dying, Saruman's army is here and all that. Like, they just establish it with Wormtongue right. at the same time. Well, because then you actually see the king. I Okay, I can understand the confusion, I guess. But, like, like for someone who's just, like, casually watching it, and then, like, they hadn't seen the first one in, like, two... I, well, it would, they came out a year apart, so, yeah. like, in a year... Yeah, I can see that. Because, like, literally he's, like, sitting his ass on the throne, in the throne room, like, dying. So it's just like, oh, okay, there's another king. Right. That's not Aragorn. Because this is clearly not Aragorn. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, yeah. So that's, like, that's the reason this kind of didn't make it. Which is kind of sad, because I think this is a really good, like, introduction scene for Aemir. It's, like, gorgeous in a really horrible way like like the cost of war kind of way Mm. which is another theme that's important to tolkien's work is like the horrors of war right so like this is this kind of encapsulate especially because it's raining and it's just everyone's miserable yeah everyone's wet and dead or dying yeah i think this is a great character introduction for amor because like it shows that it, it shows that he's a compassionate person it shows that, you know, he cares about Rohan. We get to see, like, and, like, starting on horses before we meet people from Rohan, it's, I think, was is a really, like, kind of smart thing. Because we're about to see how much they care about their horses across the movie. Right. So, like, seeing a dead horse immediately and then the people of Rohan and the looks of their faces, like, how sad must this be for this society to come across a battlefield with 
dozens of dead horses lying yeah, around. It's really sad. And even though they're plastic, I just hate looking at it. <laughs> right. And like, and it establishes that like Amor has, even before you know, he's got a familial connection to Theoden or like the, the king's son. You know that he's in charge of in some capacity. Right. Because he's like bossing these people. Well, he's not bossing them. It establishes like, he's an important person without just telling you that he's an important person in right. that scene with Wormtongue. Yeah. So like this scene does a lot of lifting, like as far as who Amor is. Yeah. It's not really like necessary right but this feels like one of those scenes to me that i would have found really hard to cut because there's not really that much hammer in the movie well that's probably why it made it to the test audience phase to begin yeah. with like okay this sets up like Amor and this sets up like the theodred thing the theodred thing and like the war which i it makes me really sad that because we we don't we see a theodred and like the shot of him like dead on the bed right in the theatrical because we don't even get his funeral you i think you see him on the horse okay. in theatrical okay like in front of Amor. and then Amor you see and... a you see Amor arriving in rohan hmm. okay. um i gotta go back and look i know for a fact that his funeral is not in it because i was yeah. like oh man i love the song that she sings and right. she doesn't and i'm like, like what it, whatever the scene is before it just cuts to theoden holding yeah, the symbol with uh, gandalf yeah but... and then watching that is, he'll cry. That is a, a, a minute to come. Yeah. So we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check out our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mic. We talk about more fun things instead of dead horses there, because uh, I don't like talking about dead horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a moment, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Podcatcher app of your choice. And we'll be back tomorrow for